Our next piece comes from a woman who was convicted of burglary, and because it was her third offense, even though she had never been violent, she was sentenced to 18 years under California's three strikes mandate. The first thing you hear when you wake up is the loud, like a machine gun popping down the hallway. They unlock all the doors and it's like a loud bang that just resonates through the hallway. You set right up, that's at like five after six in the morning. And then 200 women just talking immediately. That's how you wake up every day in prison. The worst thing about prison was the frickin' noise from the second you open your eyes in the morning until you're lucky enough to go to sleep at night. It was constant. You could not even take a shower without hearing conversation. And all night long, even at nighttime, you hear the guards walking up and down the hall or they're talking from one with their buddies and they're jangling their keys. And the loudspeaker and the paging and the, you know, just constant, constant noise. Every day that I woke up, I just like, oh, God. I got to deal with another day in prison. I would give my right arm to be out and to be free, but there were also days that I was able to relax. I gravitated towards the people that I knew that were positive and that I saw were good, decent people. I felt more love and acceptance from the people around me in prison than I felt in my entire life. We cooked little meals and stuff, you know, and we would sit down and have our little dinners together. And when I wasn't feeling good, they would bring me, you know, little chicken soup and little stuff to make me feel better. And for the holidays, we would like have a big spread at Christmas in the room. You know, it was, it was just really, really nice. A couple of older women that um, are in for like murdering their husbands. If I saw anybody giving them a bad time, of course, I would step up. Sometimes I would sit there and catch myself daydreaming, wishing one of them was my sister. Or I know a woman that's a little older. I used to just like want her to be my mom so bad, you know. New Year's Eve of 2011. It finally hit me that I could say, I'm going home next year. And then I started counting everything. I got one more birthday. I was counting flag day, secretary day, everything that, you know, the last year was the countdown. Stand clear of the gate. I was released on a Saturday morning it was wonderful. You know, I felt like frickin' Snow White going through the, you know, the birds singing and the blue sky. My father asked me what was one of the things he could give me as like a coming home present, and I said, I just want to be alone with silence. I don't want no TV, no phone, no nothing. I just want to be alone with silence. The first time that I had a little bit of quiet time, I was here in this little studio apartment. 
it was in the middle of the day and I, I was sitting here and then and I like kept jumping and I it's like my head just started screaming. It's like I didn't know what to do. I'm like, oh my god, it's quiet. The isolation I feel outside the prison walls has been a surprise to me. It's hard being away from my friends, and it's hard. I feel lost. I don't. I don't know what to do half the time. I sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm standing there, and I just flat up don't know what to do with myself. You know, there you're told when to wake up, you're told when to eat, when to shower, when to go to bed, you're told when to do everything. And and here, it's kind of terrifying in a way because I'm afraid I'll never learn. I used to sit in prison and I would watch these girls go in and out and do all their little parole violations and I think, oh my God, how could they do? I would give anything to be out. How can I be ungrateful? I'm out here and I'm, I'm scared and I'm alone and I, and, I, and, I, and I don't feel very freaking grateful all the time, you know. I feel like um, a disappointment to my friends because some of my friends I've had to leave behind that are probably never going to get out. And I know what those people inside, they would want me to keep plugging, keep moving forward and try to build a good, happy life for myself. I've written letters, you know, roommates come, roommates go. It's always, oh yeah, all right, I'll send pit And you never hear from them again. I didn't want to be one of those people. I picked a core group that I write. It's like when I experience things, I, I write down, I write down my first, you know, my first time seeing the beach, my first, now I can write my first time going to Starbucks. I've never been in a Starbucks until this morning. I receive letters and they just are so happy when I send them a little picture and they're just like, oh my God, it was so good to see you and, you know, see you on the beach, you know, I know, how, how did the sand feel? It's like I can share with them a little bit of, of life, you know, and that's more of a precious gift than I could ever really think of giving them. Annette Mboden for sharing her story with The Snap. That piece was produced by Anna Sussman with sound design by Pat Masidi Miller. You are listening to Snap Judgment, and to hear more stories, visit snapjudgment.org.